So we often read the Psalms, but they are actually meant to be sung. And so we're grateful for our, the leadership of our choir in helping us to, to read and reflect on God's word. Just a, a reminder for you, we are moving through a worship series entitled Forever Pieces. And we are imagining together the, the significance of different pieces of our Reformed worship tradition. Last week, um, we or the first week, we actually began with the baptismal font. Then last week, we focused on scripture. This day, as we've already said, we are focusing on music. Pre-pandemic, uh, I imagine that, that we'd be focusing on hymnals. But then for a time, over a year actually, hymnals went away for us. They were not the forever peace. It turns out music is the forever peace. So the soundtrack for the composition of this sermon, it was provided by the eclectic sounds of my 2019 Spotify top songs list. For those of you who don't know what Spotify is, it is how all the kids get their music these days or some other streaming platform. It's how David gets his music. Um, from Juice World to Meek Mill, from Five Seconds of Summer to Khalid to the Rolling Stones to the band to Maggie Rogers and then to Ben Rector, 2019 was a year in my life that perhaps only the music of my playlist could accurately articulate. It turns out that there is a mode of communication first conceived by God that wields power unmatched by even the most beautifully spoken words. Music has the power to at once transfigure and to ground the listener, to loose and to bind one's consciousness, to communicate in a note and voice that which the heart can scarcely name. As Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said, music is the universal language of humankind. So this day, we will hear the proclamation of scripture from Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Imagine this scene, if you will. The Ark of the Covenant is being brought into the temple for the first time. The Ark of the Covenant, of course, is the Holy of Holies. It is the, the place in which God dwells to the people of Israel. And it is being carried into this temple. And here's the scene that transpires when it is brought in. Now, when the priests came out of the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without regard to their divisions, all the Levitical singers, Asaph and Himan and Jadothan, uh, their sons and kindred arrayed in fine linens with cymbals and harps and lyres, stood east of the altar with 120 priests who were trumpeters. It was the duty of the trumpeters and the singers to make themselves heard in unison in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise of the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The house, the house of the Lord was filled with the clouds so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Amen. Music is the universal language of humankind. Longfellow's words so many years ago, perhaps they resonate with you this day. If you are a music lover, you know that music at one moment can transport us. It can, it can move us 
forward in time or backwards in time. It can change the shape of our heart in a given moment. That is to say that there are certain moments, certain emotions that can only be accurately articulated by music. So when uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody comes on the radio, if you're not moving your body or jumping around, then someone needs to take your pulse. <laughs> or, or when Sam Cooke's A Change is Gonna Come comes on, and if you are not transported back to remembering the struggle of civil rights movement in the 60s and also being reminded of the work that we have to do right now, then someone needs to take your vitals. Or even if you're not really a country music fan, but you hear that song penned by Alan Jackson in 2001, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? If it doesn't bring some emotion welled up from deep within you, then I wonder. Or just in 2018, a part of my 2019 playlist, when you hear Childish Gambino's This Is America as a commentary on the violence of our country, exposing to light that which is broken within us. If you are not moved, then you are not paying attention. There are certain moments, certain emotions that can only be accurately articulated by music so that when an angel tells Mary that the very spirit of God will come upon her and that she will bear the son of God, the only response that she can muster is a song. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Music captures our celebration and our protest, our grief and our memory, our disdain and our love. It has the power to captivate and inspire unlike anything else conceived by the divine. And if you have ever attended a live concert or basked in the sounds of a choir, then you know what I am talking about. There's a way in which the notes of a hymn can change our hearts, a way in which the, the notes written so long ago by Bach can, can center us in our practice. My first vocal performance was... Uh, in third grade at a variety show. Last week, you got a very small hint of my musical talents that have declined over time. Um, I, I, I performed in spray-painted Reebok sneakers, and I sang Elvis's song, Blue Suede Shoes, having no idea what suede was. <laughs> Sometime later, I remember asking my dad, what's your favorite song? Because I had many. He took a second to think, and then he said, hey, Jude by the Beatles. I asked him first who the Beatles were. I was young at that time. He explained, and then I said, why is it your favorite song? He said, when I hear it, I am transformed and transfigured to a new place. All I can see is me and your mom driving down the magnificent mile in Chicago with the windows down on our 71 Chevy Vega, listening to Hey Jude as loud as we can. And as he's telling me this story, I'm watching as his head kind of leans back. He's actually, he's going a different place even as he tells it. Pablo Casales, he reminds us the music is the divine way to tell beautiful and poetic things to the heart. And so this scene from Second Chronicles, 
this scene of the Ark of the Covenant being drawn into the temple as God makes God's way, as the people believed, into that place, something happens. There are, there are 120 trumpeters on the east side, so donut side of the temple, right? It is their job, along with the choir, to, to play and to sing, to raise songs of praise to God, to glorify God with their voices and with their playing, to lift music that will transform the gathered masses. And what happens, this cloud, this energy moves into that place. It changes what is happening in that place. The music that they lift glorifies God indeed, but it also makes even the preacher go silent. Music, perhaps unlike any of the other forever pieces that we will study, can change our hearts in profound ways that even the spoken word will fall short of. The power of music in this scene in Second Chronicles, it, it renders any other form of communication useless. Of the choir and the congregation's power in singing, uh, the poet Tori Blue articulates it this way. There is music in your voice, she says to the choir. Songs like gospel lifting us from our graves into a world with no space for hiding. We truly belong here thanks to you. Rise and shine, the choir sings. Rise and shine, you say, and as our rising and shining friends gather around us, we have courage in our climbing. You remind us that we are free, and so we stand together in the light. Music, it turns out, must be a forever peace for us in this place because in music, we are drawn from our graves and freed by the promises of God. In music, we experience that which cannot be experienced in any other way. By music, our hearts are shaped by the divine so that when we lift our songs with holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, not only is God glorified, but the magnificence of God is proclaimed. When the choir sings softly and tenderly to us of Jesus calling, we are reminded that the voice of God still calls us this day. When Wiley and Bailey sing of leaning on the everlasting arms of God, we actually trust that we can do that. On Friday at about 11 o'clock, Bill and Sissy Long made their way here through the alleyway now, and, uh, and they got in their wheelchairs and they rolled themselves here into the sanctuary. Bill and Sissy are, are moving today. They're moving to Atlanta to be closer to their family there. Some eight decades Bill spent here. Sissy spending time here in this choir loft. They came in in their wheelchairs and uh, we took a lap we took a lap and we paused right there, right beside Elizabeth, actually. We looked at their pew, right behind, actually, yeah. Thanks for the point, that's good, yeah. We paused right there at their pew. And then we rolled over here, and they were positioned right here in the center aisle. And Nancy and Betty Lewis from our choir were standing right here, and we had a ritual of parting with them. We spoke liturgy together and we prayed together, but we also sang. 
We sang, a mighty fortress is our God. And it is my belief that in that moment, they knew and that they will know as they go to Atlanta that indeed the God that they worship that's drawn them to this place is mighty indeed. A bulwark never failing for them and for the church that they leave with so much love. We sang, now thank we all our God. And as we raise our voices, few as they were, It is my belief that the ears of God, they tingled. Grateful for songs to rise from this place of praise and of thanksgiving. Bill and Sissy, in that moment, knew, not just through spoken word, but even more so in song, that the God that they worship and the God that they know is a mighty God. And that the God that they worship and the God that we together know is worthy of our thanks. So this day we remind ourselves that there is that which must be communicated by the divine that cannot be communicated in any other way but through voices lifted and songs proclaimed. So let us this day raise our voices in this place and let us do it forever. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen.